Blog Talk Radio. And I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of West Africa. (laughs) Okay, people, so yay, 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 yay. It's almost Christmas, and I am just so super excited and pumped, and I can feel, you know, the Christmas in the air. I don't know if you can feel that, but I'm just feeling so happy. But I'm also excited because, you know, today's going to be a great conversation. I feel like it's going to be juicy. I don't know, but I feel so excited because I've been looking forward to talking to my very special guest who's joining me live all the way from the U.S. And uh, just before we get into today's conversation, don't forget that this is the hub for real, authentic conversation like never before. We keep it stripped down. It's naked. Yes, we give you permission and freedom to basically leave it the highest, uh, you know, the highest level of your authentic best, the highest level of your freedom and your greatness. And like we always say, expression is a sign of strength, not weakness. So we do not apologize for who we are. We don't apologize for our experiences. We do not apologize for how we feel. We don't apologize for what we think. We make no apologies for who we really are. We actually embrace all the elements of, you know, who we are. And it's always very exciting to have real, open, unscripted, uncensored, unfiltered, uncut conversation with amazing, powerful people from around the world who are basically using their work, their talent, their gifts um, to influence lives and, you know, from their own kind of doing amazing things and making the world a better place and making sure that, you know, the world is a better place, right? So today on the show, and just before we get into that, uh, this show is brought to you by the Bragg Media Company, and we're all about, you know, helping you to express your gift, talent, and greatness. And, of course, by our friends at UMAX. Now, UMAX is an amazing, uh, you know, e-commerce, charity e-commerce platform operating all the way in Dubai. And uh, they're all about, you know, basically creating a platform for you to have the financial freedom that you need so that you can live the life that you design. You can find out more about UMAX if you go to UMAX LLC. U as in Y-O-U, as in you, <laughs> Max, like Maximum, M-A-X-L-L-C.com, and find out more about just the amazing opportunities that uh, UMAX offers. Now, before we get into today's show, last time on The Naked Talk, I think it was on uh, Friday Radio Special, I had the amazing, beautiful Sharon Jamison who joined me live all the way from Georgia. Um, and we had a powerful conversation on the importance of building healthy connections, and that was really a stimulating conversation like every other show, right? But, you know, when you bring Sharon, Sharon tells it like it is. She's a true teller. And, you know, we talked about just how we can, you know, reassess our connections and our friendships, our collaborations, and just the people we have in our lives. And Sharon was kind enough to give you a free gift. I don't know if you've gotten your free gift. But if you did not, don't forget, you can catch up on the conversation. If you missed it live, you can catch up on the conversation with uh, myself and Sharon and all the other guests who have been you know, on the show. You can catch all our shows so you have no reason whatsoever to miss any episode of The Naked Talk. And yes, The Naked Talk, we're here syndicated 24-7. 
live on Block Talk Radio. But you can also catch the Naked Talk on Stitcher. We're also on TuneIn Radio. You can listen to the Naked Talk on Podcast Africa, uh, Port Africa, sorry, in Uganda. And you can catch the Naked Talk on Radio Public. We're also on Castbox FM. You can listen to us on Acast. We're on the Good Radio Network in Canada. You can catch the Naked Talk. We're on Orange FM. We're on Zeno FM. We're oh my God, just go to our official website at www.thenakedtalk.live and check out all the channels where you can find us. So yes, you don't even have to worry about running around looking for us. You can always listen to um, our powerful conversations with our guests. And yes, they always keep it real and open and uh, stripped down right here on the show. So today on the show, we're going to be talking about rebirthing our purpose, pleasure, and passion with my very special guest. Now, as the new year approaches, many people want to make internal shifts and readjustments in their lives or business so that they can manifest measurable results that align with their purpose, vision, goals, or even desires. Now, today's guest runs an organization that specializes in helping people heal their heart and transform the relationship that they have with love, sex, and money into purpose, pleasure, and passion. Now, I'm very excited to be chatting, you know, to have my very special guest, who's already here in the virtual studio, and she is a coach, she's a speaker, she's an author, and she is the CEO of Rebirth International. Now, I'm very excited to have Latonya Taylor, who's joining me live all the U.S., and I know that Latonya is so much more. You know, she's, you know, there's so much more to her, and I'm so happy that we can, you know, basically dissect her a little bit in, in the work that she does and have a great conversation. So, hi, Latonya. Uh, hi, Latonya. Hello. Welcome to the Naked Talk. How are you? Thank you for having me, Alex. I'm so excited to have you. Um, I know that we've been, you know, talking about doing this show for quite a while, and um, finally, and I think it's, I think it's so interesting that you're, you know, you're on today, and you know, we're the year is almost wrapping up. And usually, you know, right before we get into the new year, people are thinking, oh, God, you know, they all, you know, everyone has a plan, you know, and a vision of how they can come out, you know, fresh or brand new or renewed or, you know, so I think it's amazing that we're having this conversation today. So just for the sake of those who are listening, for the sake of the listeners, people who have not had the privilege to come across your amazing work, let's get naked, you know, for the sake of them. Um, Who would you say, I mean, how would you describe Latonia, you know, the woman behind all the many accomplishments, because I know that there's so much money, you're going to tell us about it, but um, who is Latonia Taylor? Ah, Latonia is, um, is both and, not either or. <laughs> I, 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 I am, I, you, you remember that, that, um, that old, there's an old thing that we say here in, um, in the U.S., uh, sugar and spice and everything mm-hmm. nice. It's a, <laughs> okay. So, nice. so I'm I'm both. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm bo- I'm both and I'm I'm both and not either or. I I really, um, I I was raised indirectly being exposed to flexibility, um, in in my faith, mm-hmm. uh, around my family and then eventually in college. So I've always been a bit of an explorer. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. the road less traveled describes a lot of my journey. That's where I begin. You know, I I love that you say that you're gutted that you're going to be a juicy woman and you saying that you're an explorer and you, you know, basically growing up, you were exposed to quite a bit of um, flexibility. So um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, I know that you're all about um, rebirth. Am I correct? Yes. You know, rebirthing yourself, rebirthing your purpose, rebirthing your pleasure. Do you hear me? Are you there? Yes. Yes, I'm here. I'm here loud and clear. Hi. I'm here. Hi, Latonia. I, I'm right here. Hello. I'm here. Hi, Latonia. I'm here. Hi. Can you hear me? Hello? I'm Alex. Hello. I'm here. Hi, Latonia. I, you hear me? I'm here, love. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Do you hear me? Do you hear me now? Uh huh. I was answering you hear your me? question. Yes. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. For some reason, I I lost your. And I wasn't sure that you know you were there. Okay. So you were saying. You you were asking me about rebirth. You were you were asking me about. I, you didn't finish. You were at saying I'm all about rebirth, and I was saying yes, 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 rebirth and emerge, transform. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, so I just wanted to know, you know, what it was like, like, when did you first, you know, fall in love with yourself, right, and and realize that you kind of needed to sort of reemerge, sort of, because I think that's really what happens when we decide, you know, we want to reemerge, and, you know, just before we go into that, so at what point did you fall in love with yourself, because I know that there's been a long journey to you becoming this woman that you are now, this very juicy woman who's helping people, you know, <laughs> find their own juiciness. So, you know, how do, you know, when did you fall in love with yourself? Good. Thank you for asking that. I love that question. Oh, my goodness. Um, let me tell you, the journey to falling in, my, in love with myself has been a long one. Um, it wasn't really until I fully explored pleasure first um, through, through transforma- transforming my, my relationship with my senses and with my womanhood that I really fell in love with myself. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it began when I chose to pull away from a very rigid religious system, a religious thought process, mm-hmm. and actually was willing to be prodigal. I had I, there's a part of my story where I I am the quintessential prodigal daughter, and I literally, um, I, I I I used to be a person who well first of all it's funny you asked about falling in love, I didn't feel love most mm-hmm. of my life in in my childhood be, even though I had parents I you know I, had, I knew who my father was he didn't grow up in the house my mother and father's divorce broke my heart. It was a trauma to me as a child because at that time I didn't know that I was an empath. And so that the impact Mm. of what happens to a person after divorce truly affected me. And I started to have conversations with myself about, am I loved? Would my daddy do this if he he loved me? Would my mother say these types of things to me if she loved me? Mm -hmm. And so I, as a little girl, started seeking refuge in what was in the things that were in front of me, which was God. And so God must be a better parent than what I was experiencing. But then when, when my obedience and my sacrifice and my following all the rules started to betray me, I felt like God also was, what is this thing? You follow all the rules, but you still got to go through this, you know, and I had done that. I, I was I was one of those obedient Southern girls, you know, from from good girl. I had the good good girl syndrome, and when I had the courage to leave a marriage and then start pulling away from extreme religious thought, um, I started to actually mm-hmm. fall in fall in love with God through questioning God as I knew God, mm-hmm. and that began a new relationship with myself. The new relationship with myself opened me to dis- to explore other things, to ask questions, to read other books, to attend workshops, and and then um, that's when I started to be exposed to other things that really opened me to myself. And it really had been it, it probably was a fifteen year journey from that point on to pleasure. The road. The road to pleasure started with purpose. That's why I say purpose, pleasure, and passion. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask about that, but, you know, I'm very – thank you, first of all, for sharing that. I think, you know, I'm listening to you, and it. I think it's important that we have this conversation because I know that whoever's listening, the people who are listening, and people who will still listen to, you know, the archive show um, will find definitely find some kind of message there. And it's funny – well, it's not funny, but, you know, glad that you say this because I've had a conversation with someone, with a mentee of my one of my mentees, and she was, you know, talking about how she was really involved, kind of like the, like you said, you know, the, 
extreme religion, you know, and how, you know, following all those rules and, 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 and thinking that, you know, having to, you know, just be bound by societal or social expectations of who we are supposed to be and realizing that sometimes, you know, we need to experience other things and give ourselves a little bit of freedom to, to think for ourselves and challenge, you know, thoughts and challenge ideas and ideologies and, and things like, you know, that you have done uh, for yourself. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you talked about that journey because I think that a lot of the times people just wish that they can have it right now, right this moment. And you had to kind of go through that to get to this juicy woman <laughs> that you are right now. So let's, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about, I, I know that you said passion kind of gave birth to pleasure, Right, and and you talk about um, basically helping uh, other people to sort of you know deal with the relationship that they have with you know love and money and sex, and turn that into something meaningful. And we'll talk about that. But how did you become the ref coach? Because now you have an organization that basically does quite a lot, lot of wonderful things, and I want you to tell us about it. So let's talk a little bit about how. So you've gone from being you know this journey to to pleasure, right, and becoming this whole wholesome woman who's juicy and now has become the ref coach. So let's talk about that. You know, why did you decide to set up Rebirth International and why do you do the work that you do now? Okay, sure. I the, it, it, I said that, that purpose gives birth to pleasure because um, I started <laughs> with answering the call. So for, for me, I felt uh-huh. very called as a little girl. I felt like I was uh-huh. I was not I not where I was supposed to be. I was like, how am I born into this family? How am I born? How do I live in this town? <laughs> how, how how where where am I where am I from for real? It, it just it started there, uh-huh. and so my religious journey really in in healing my relationship with God. Because God, because that is the source, you know, we say this is the, our source and our strength. And so if we have a fear-based mm-hmm. relationship with God, we're going to have a fear-based relationship with everything. And so I, I started with mm. answering the, the, the call even when I was in different, in different faith walks. I was, you know, when I, I was once, mm-hmm. I practiced Islam for many years. And that was the one where I gave so wow. much of myself. I followed the, the dress code. I ate the diet. I, I did all of those things. And so I needed to be reborn again because, listen, Alice, I was a, I was a woman who after I decided that God wasn't going to strike me down because I didn't go to the mosque or I didn't go to, the church, go to church, when I realized I could really have a real relationship with God, I didn't even know my own bra size. I didn't know that I had a figure <laughs> underneath the clothes that I was wearing because I was so focused on covering up and being modest. And so <laughs> literally I had to, I, I, that was the first time that I heard you have been hiding. So I, I always knew that I was a teacher. I played teacher when I was a little girl. <laughs> I, pl- I, I, I always knew that one day I was going to, be in a classroom. And I followed that journey. I did all of the stuff that you're supposed to do, go to school, get good grades, got a four-year scholarship, that type of thing. Um, and then I started, I started with just interrupting those, those uh, shoulds and those things. And so what happened is I started saying yes to this call to ministry. And so um, initially it was traditional ministry. And then I started to do work with Ianla Van Zant. And um, I heard the call to ministry again. That was 20 years ago. And when I started doing that work, um, I heard rebirth. You're being born again. This is the being born again. And so in that, in that place, we, we actually create um, our ministerial vision. I was ordained. Uh, I was certified as a coach and ordained. I even went on to serve in a pulpit in a in a Baptist church that I still love and still have relationship with. Um, it's it's a non traditional Baptist church. I've gone on to 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 I was helping build other people's ministries. I was, but but I kept hearing there is something for you to do, and that's why purpose 
I had to say yes to purpose first. I had to explore purpose, my vision, and what it was because it scared me. My vision scared me because, remember, I'm the little, I was still even a grown woman standing up in this big purpose that you feel wondering, are they going to reject me? Or what are they going to do if, if I give my version, my, what God is giving me? And so um, it, it started with purpose. And so that's why I say 15 years because it wasn't just 15 years of, you know, just being stagnant. It was 15 years of, of, uh-huh. of you know, as Paul says in the Bible, I have to I die daily. There was, there was 15 years or so of uh-huh. literally uh, learning one thing and releasing the old thing. And, and so like the, like the butterfly, uh-huh. I've gone through several phases of being the caterpillar, the butterfly, and starting the process over again before I got to juicy, before I got to this juicy place in my life. And the juicy place has given birth to passion for me in, in, in areas of love, sex, and uh-huh. money. And even when it comes to money and, and, and being a coach and being in business and being a, a, market, a marketplace ministry, my passion, I uh-huh. still did, was, was still trying to fit my passion into a comfort zone that other people uh-huh. would accept. Other, other my, minister, my friends in uh-huh. ministry, I wanted them to be comfortable. I didn't want to rock the boat too much because then they won't invite me to speak. They won't love me. They won't. And sometimes that uh-huh. does happen. But until I stood in the unapologetic vision, that's when my passion, my, you know, the, your, the Bible says your gifts make room for you. And I'm telling you, I wish uh-huh. that I could just scream it from the mountaintops. If women would love, to, would would learn to trust themselves more and fall in love with themselves, like you just described, and challenge the limitations that have been put on us by other uh-huh. people, we will find that so much falls off of us. And I'm still, I still got stuff falling off of me. I still got, I'm still uh-huh. in phases of caterpillar and butterfly. Even I'm working on my dream job, I'm doing things, but that requires another level of myself even now. And, you know, but but I'm grateful for the journey. I wasn't always grateful, though. <laughs> you, you know, I love that you, I love that you share it and you explain it you know, when you talk about the butterfly and the caterpillar, and I think that that's really what life is. Right, we all have to go through those different phases, and at some point, be learning, and we have to learn, and then unlearn, and then relearn, and yes. that's life till mm-hmm. we go. Right, that's yes. that's that's it. No matter, there's never the place where we get to. I mean, some people feel like some people think there is that comfortable place, but there really isn't that comfortable place. There's always the next level. Like you know, for yes. me, if I achieve something, there's what's next, what's next, and that what what's next might require you to start at learning phase again. You have to start to learn. Yes. and then you get to the play mm-hmm. and then sometimes you you know you see what works and what's not working again when you get to the next level because you're on a different level now so i really think that that's you know um life and but also there's something that you said that now you're grateful for it because again we may not understand it and see we may not appreciate right the fact that we have to go through those moments and so yes. I'm, I think that what I hear you is you saying, oh, I acknowledge it. I know what it is now, and I appreciate it because I have a better understanding of it. And I think that, you know, those who are listening, for those of us who are listening, that we also need to appreciate those moments when we are the, you know, the caterpillar and the moments when we're the butterfly and when we metamorphose and become that beautiful butterfly that, you know, that you described. So, um, you know, while, while, you were, while you were talking about, just, you know, you get in from the place of, you know, pleasure and how purpose gave birth to that and how now you're in the passion stage. Um, let's let's kind of like break it down, right, for okay. say oh, sure. someone who's because – <laughs> because a lot of people right now who are probably not happy with where they are or they, you know, want to go through that transformation or that rebirth or the reinvention I, – I like to use the word reinvention um, – and they really have a, you know, they have a dream or a desire or goal. Um, what would you say would be the kind of like be the first step a person kind of needs to take to get out of that rut feeling to sort of, 
getting to a place where they can start that rebirth journey. I mean, you're, I know okay. that this is what you teach and this is how you help people, but what would be, you know, like what would be for the person who really wants to, what would be the first step they need to kind of like take to get out, to get into the journey, right, uh, of transformation? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first, there are two things that came to me instantly for the person who is listening and, and really mm-hmm. in that place. And, you know, I really want to communicate with them from my heart to their heart. If you are that person Uh that's listening, I want Uh you to stop multitasking. If you're that person who's listening, I want Uh you to come closer to the speaker. I want you to stop multitasking and doing what you're doing right now and listen to these two simple questions. And the reason why this is a formula is to stop multitasking is because many of us are too distracted. But that's that's formula number one. Mm-hmm. We're distracted. So we can't get to a lot of what we want because we're distracted by our thoughts. We're distracted about other people's opinions and people pleasing and we're we and we are worried about the bills and worried about uh boo boo and worried about foo foo and worried about <laughs> this one and that one. So 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 that's that's step number one. Stop the distractions, even right now. I know some of you may be at work, but I want you just to tune in to this, to this and hear me from my heart. Uh-uh. The number, number two is what do you really want? What do you really uh-huh. want? Start right there because, because really a lot of times when I'm working with women in particular, we do not give ourselves permission to want what we want and certainly not to say it out loud. Or sometimes uh-huh. when we say it out loud, we say it from the disempowered place, from the whiny place, already from a place uh-huh. of I want it, but I can't have it. I want it, but somebody's withholding uh-huh. it from me. I want it, but I don't have uh-huh. enough of this. I don't have a degree. I don't have a husband. I don't have a wife. I don't have a this or that. So, so first of all, what do you really want? Really, really just get clear. Give yourself permission to really go through those those things. But now I want to challenge you. After you have written at least maybe 25 of those things that you really want uninterrupted, just let it rip without qualifying it, without censoring it, what do you really want? Just go for it. Now, if I were working with you, we would go longer than 25. We would go deeper than that. What do you really, really want? And then... Ask yourself again, what do I really, really want? I mean, I really, because sometimes even the things that we say that we want, it's not our wants. It's what our mother wants for us. It's what our father wants mm-hmm. for us. It's what our husband mm-hmm. wants want for us or mm-hmm. whoever wants for us. So stay with that question. Like, stay with it every day when you go to bed, when you wake up, when you, when you lay down. And then the third part is I will, now I want to invite you to elevate it from want to desire. Elevate it from want Uh. to desire because desire is a vibration, is a vibration that is higher than want. Want is a low vibrational lack conscious uh, place, but but we have to start somewhere. So sometimes we, we, we know what we don't want, so it's easy to identify what, what, what we want even when we're, because we always talk about what we don't want. But when you now move to desire, you're moving inside. It's that thing that lights your fire, sets you afire. It's the places where you are. You need to leave a trail of fire, a blaze. You need to set the world on fire. It's something that burns inside of you. And when you study the root of the word desire, it does not just mean of the Father. A lot of people say that, you know, and stop right there. But it goes deeper. It goes deeper into the ability to hold a, the, a, a, a feeling, a sensation. Mm. <laughs> Get that? You, 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 you with me? Desire <laughs> is the, the ability to hold a feeling or a sensation. Now mm-hmm. we're moving into pleasure now because, see, most of the things that we want, we don't mm-hmm. always want them because it pleases, it's pleasurable to us. Sometimes we want things because it's pleasurable to somebody else or it pleases somebody else. But when you start to get to the uh-huh. root of desire and your real desire, what really sets your soul on fire? That's what I want to know. And so if you can just start there, if you can just start there and give yourself permission, and sometimes 
This is where the real work begins, Alex, because when we talk about it from the feminine place, from, the, from, the, from feminine intelligence, from feminine leadership, and mm-hmm. even when I'm working with business owners of feminine business models, when we are talking about it from uh-huh. the feminine, then something else happens for a woman when we really go inside, and it's not an overnight process. Sometimes we have to learn how to uh-huh. sit in it for a while and hold the desire of our heart because mm-hmm. sometimes we're, we're too distracted and we're too, too weighed down by want instead mm-hmm. of desire. So to be able to hold the desire. This is why the word says, I will give you the desires of your heart because heart in the Bible mm. represents the, subcon- the, the subconscious mind. Anywhere that you see heart, it's talking, yes, we, we look at heart on one level, but heart is deeper. It's, it's the subconscious mind. So that's the work, that's where the real mm-hmm. work begins. That's where the metamorphosis sometimes has to take place. But you got to be willing to be a caterpillar for a little while. <laughs> you know what, Latonia, you hit me somewhere. You know, I got like a really, uh, I got the naha moment while you were, you know, you're talking. I, I always enjoy this kind of conversations because, you know, there's always something new to learn or there's something that just kind of like strikes a chord in you, right? And so I mm-hmm. love that you really, I mean, you mentioned two things, and this is just me trying to, you know, make sure that the listeners, you know, caught up with that. And you said, number one, that um, the person would, you know, stop multitasking, right? So if you want to get away from where you are, you want to get that, get away from that rot and start some kind of transformation, you want to stop what you're doing and focus, you know, do not multitask, make a list of what the things that you want, right? Um, and you talk, and I think it's so important how you sort of, explain to us how we're supposed to move from want to desire. And I really feel like that really kind of changes, sort of changes the picture of what it is that we crave for, right? Because while you were saying that, I know how sometimes you can say you want something so bad you can taste it or you can feel yeah. it. And while yeah. you were talking about desire, like, you know, you, when, you, when you get to that place, when you want something so bad, you can taste it, even though it's, <laughs> right? And so... And that kind of really means that if that's something that gives pleasure or is pleasurable to to you, if it's something that – because that's what kind of stuck for me is that sometimes the ones that we – the things that we want are things, are, you know, things that other people want for us, not things yeah. that we really want ourselves. And how many times yeah. in life have we made decisions and choices based on the fact that our families would be happy or our friends would be happy or our boss would be happy, or, you know, church would be happy, or, you know, this is what is expected of us because that's what they want, as opposed to what will really give us our own internal pleasure and give us joy, right. and, you know, make our hearts sing. So I'm really glad that, that Alex, you mentioned you, you that because this. I feel like people... You get this, Alex. What did you say? You get this because <laughs> you you are the queen of expression, and so when you said, I want it so bad, I can taste it, you know, that, that, that's even when we talk about pleasure. Ple- most people hear pleasure and automatically go to sex. So, therefore, all of the barriers mm-hmm. that come up about sex, all of the programming that we have come up about, and so that's a distraction. So you got to mm-hmm. start over. You got to start over because that's a distraction. The moment that you say, you know, you, you get <laughs> truthful with yourself to say, I really want someone to make love to me, to hold me, to touch me, to, mm-hmm. to care about me. When I fly in from the airport, I want someone to, to care that I made it safely. You, you got to be able to say mm-hmm. that, right, and not feel like you're sinning mm-hmm. or feel like I'm not supposed to want that because God is not going mm-hmm. to find me favorable. No, but it, it doesn't mean you're supposed to act on it, but at least give yourself permission to know that that's something that you want and move it to desire. And I think it's so, you know, it's so true that you say that, and this is a great, this is a really powerful conversation because sometimes for, you know, and I probably have been in that place a long time ago, right, when you didn't even want to think the thoughts that were in your head because you're not allowed to, right? <laughs> you're not allowed to That's right. say the things that 
you know, feel you don't you're not allowed to own your own thoughts and own your own desires because they're scary. It's like, oh no, you're not allowed to think that. It, you know, what if people could even peek into your head right now and see how you feel and and and, and you're afraid of being. Like, and you said that, you know, as human beings, the things we desire, the things we want, right? Like you said. You know, I'm a single parent. I know how it is. Sometimes at days I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I didn't have to carry this alone, right? Sometimes you want someone to be there. Sometimes you want, and it's okay for you to own those desires. And I guess that when they go from just being something that, like you said, on a low vibration wants to something on something that you actually truly desire for you, then maybe you start to attract it. Maybe you start to make conscious, intentional um choices that help you attract it. So I, I think that this is a great conversation. But let's do something, Latonia, and hold your thoughts. Don't go anywhere. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll have to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. Okay. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to The Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Everybody loves to shop. We love to shop. They love to shop. You love to shop. And because it's all about you living your life to the maximum, UMAX is finally giving you a chance to shop and earn. Yes, UMAX is a global charity-based e-commerce platform bringing Dubai to the world. And while we let you shop for some of your favorite items, you earn benefits and bonuses for referring your friends, family, colleagues, and people you love. We stock some of the finest quality wristwatches, eyeglasses, fashionable jewelry, dresses, shoes, handbags, laptops, and smartphones. And oh, there's more great products for your consumption. So how about a little 5% cashback? Maybe a 19% bonus on your direct member referrals? Or what about becoming a shareholder and earning your 10% shared profit so that you can buy that house, car, travel around the world, or have the financial freedom to lead the quality of life you desire. Head on to our website and find out more about how to join us today at UMAX. Okay, we're back. And if you're just joining us, don't forget that this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. And yes, my name is still Alex Okorji. You're listening to the Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. So yes, don't forget, if you're just tuning in, this is an interactive conversation. I was just talking to my very special guest, Latonia Taylor, and she's joining me live. Sorry, Latonia Taylor. She's joining me live all the way from the U.S. And we've been having a great conversation about rebirthing our purpose, pleasure, and passion. Now, don't forget, if you want to join this conversation, maybe you want to call in to talk, maybe you want to ask Latonia a question, or you want to share something about your own rebirth, or maybe you just, whatever it is you want to share with us, don't forget that you can call in. Now, the number to call is 323-642-1693. If you're calling um, if you're calling from the U.S., call as a local number, 323-642-1693. If you're calling from outside the U.S., make sure to use plus one, 323-642-1693. Or make sure to dial the Skype button on top of your player, and you can dial into the show for free. Or tweet using hashtag the Naked Talk, and of course your tweets will be read right here at the show. Or WhatsApp your contributions, and of course they'll be read right here on the show. Now, I know, again, if you're calling me, and don't forget to use your hand raising effect, press 1, so we know that you want to speak, that you're not just listening, and of course, we'll connect you to talk to Latonia, because I know you don't want to talk to me, <laughs> you definitely want to talk to Latonia. Now, just before we went on that commercial break, we had been talking about 
she had been sharing, you know, just basically the things that you need to do for you to step out of that world. The first two things to do um, once you're about to begin your journey to transformation or to rebirth is you, first of all, take it a break, you know, just stop multitasking and try and focus on what it is that you want. What are the things you really want? Like, what do you really want? And it's so funny that, you know, it seems like such an easy task, but it's something that we need to continuously practice or continuously ask ourselves because sometimes, you know, we're, our desire or our wants are influenced by third parties and other people, and then we can, you know, kind of like up-level them to the desire stage. Um, hi, Latonia. Welcome back. Are you here? Still here? I am. I am here. Can you hear me? Hi. I can. I can. I can hear you. Um, okay. So just before we went, um, you know, on the commercial break, you had been talking about the, you know, the things that the two things that we need to do, or the person who's listening who wants to sort of start that journey but not know where to start from first. And I think it's, you know, it was, it is important that you said that they needed to list, you know, what it is that they want. You know, what is it that you want um, for yourself, or you want in your life. So let me ask you this, um, because I know that our um, Going through some, you know, going through the transformation that you had to go through, and you know, unlearning, relearning, and you know, going through the different stages and becoming the caterpillar and the butterfly and back and forth and all of that. What did you? What would you say? Right, is one of the most um, important lessons you discovered. You know that the journey, you know that you that the journey kind of taught you about yourself. Something you discovered about yourself that you didn't realize um, that you didn't realize about yourself before a discovery that you made um, one one big discovery um is when I learned that i I am a co creator with my reality and that mm-hmm. i really that i mm-hmm. really that that my thoughts are are not like they un, an unquestioned mind is dangerous and so to I don't have to believe all of everything I think is true so I don't have everything that I've been mm-hmm. told by wh- whether it be the the church or the mosque or the or my mom my dad or or you know school mm-hmm. we have so many other people's mm-hmm. ideas and we that we don't fully question and. I, I realized mm-hmm. a couple of times in, along my journey when I was starting to get um, get get comfortable and, and get attached to uh, an, an idea or a philosophy, I noticed that I had mm-hmm. a certain it, – it, it showed up in my body a certain way. It showed up in my relationships in a certain mm-hmm. way. It showed up in my money in a certain mm-hmm. way. And I made mm-hmm. decisions, for unconscious decisions, mind you, and so I, so the biggest discovery is that I don't have to accept every thought that I have as being the truth. I could believe, you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. I grew up, Alex, thinking that my mother and my, and, and, and my father didn't love me. I mean, I really had, that had become my story. And I, and so mm-hmm. many of us are walking around with our version of a child's story in us and that begins to mm. create a reality for us that starts to create and we attract the version that we believe and so a lot of times people have mm. not had anyone to challenge the belief and so when you and so where you know where did that come from to ask yourself well how did I start believing that well where did that come from oh well my mother mm-hmm. said or my father said oh well who taught them that well, where did that come from? From them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us are mm-hmm. not are not questioning. So you know, I literally, when I started off saying that I was prodigal, and I don't think being prodigal is a bad thing. I think that prodigal being prodigal <laughs> is a yes. necessary mean it's necessary. And so I really had to do like you talk about in terms of getting naked with myself, you know, and mm-hmm. really expose myself. My even my dark my ego. I had to see where my ego was running my script and run and ruining my mm-hmm. relationship first with myself and sometimes with other people. I've been married and divorced. I got married when I was 19 years old, 
because I was being faithful to the to the religion, and I thought that 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 was legal sex. That was the way to do it. You know that that was mm-hmm. the order of affairs. <laughs> And I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. get that from, from my mother and father. You know, they weren't extremely rigid and, and religious like that. But I became that way. And so one of the things, let me tell you this. I've never said this publicly. So so come close, those of you who are listening. <laughs> I realized that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I was in a very rigid system of religion with a lot of rules, a lot of do's and don'ts. I was in a leadership position. I was in the ministry then as well, too. And as I began to heal myself and really ask myself questions, I recognized that I had even attracted the religion, that I had attracted a rigid Mm. religion because I had been very rigid. And so I didn't know how to relax around choice and certain things. So I was like, okay, wait a minute. So that means I can I can shift this if I want if I want to. And I did. And I started to to mm-hmm. to shift and every time I catch myself becoming too fixed mm-hmm. about something, I know mm-hmm. that 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 I have a tendency. You know what I'm saying? We all have tendencies. Mm-hmm. And so we have to check our tendencies cuz tendencies don't go away. And so until you fully uh, mm-hmm. Let me tell you how you know when tendencies go away, and that is when you are no longer triggered by the thing that sets you mm-hmm. that used to set you off, shut you down, close you off, mm-hmm. and and then mm-hmm. you when you are no longer triggered by that, that's when you know you don't have to do it. A lot of times we talk about forgiveness, we talk we talk we throw it out around mm-hmm. in spiritual circles as though it's a one time event, <laughs> but it's not. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 we, and that's the rebirth part of it. Sometimes we have to be born again and again and again. And, and, and again, and, what, and again. And, again. Sure. and again, right, right, because we, what, what, is, what, what does science say? Energy never ceases and it never dies. So, mm-hmm. I, so I'm transforming mm-hmm. from this version of myself into something else, even when, guess what, even when I leave this earth, I'm transforming from the physical form into the non-physical form. You see what I'm saying? So we're mm-hmm. always rebirthing, being born again. But the other side of rebirth is that some parts of yourself have to die so that the other parts can be resurrected, reinvented. I had to reinvent myself, Alex. I had to reinvent myself and figure things out because I didn't have a roadmap. There are things that that I have that I, my calling called me to, like ministry. I'm still ministering, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't I I didn't have a somebody in my family that was living that was that was a minister that I had a I, I'm a business owner. I didn't I don't have anybody in my family that's a business owner. They were employees. So when I decided to take big mm-hmm. leaps towards my vision, towards my purpose, most of them were afraid. I Listen, I sold all my things and moved to Costa Rica, Alex. I, moved, I left the U.S. So, uh, and, and moved to Costa Rica. The first question that people ask me is, well, what are you going to do when you get there? And my, I, I was so <laughs> shocked by it because I'm like, I'm going to live. I'm going to do what I've been doing right here, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to be able to breathe cleaner air. I'm going to have a new experience. Well, why are you going? You got a job? No, I got called. And many of us get called, but we don't answer mm-hmm. the call to, the, answer. to whatever it is. We don't really answer it because of the shoulds and the don'ts and the fears and that and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've learned how to answer little calls and, and not just, not just, towards the big vision, but even when I look, when you look at what you want, look at it every day. Am I eating food that I really want or am I just shoving food? What really want. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? I love that we're having this conversation because this is, you know, as, 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 um, Simple as it sounds on the surface, this is like really, really deep stuff. And this is everyday stuff. This is everyday 
practice till you get to that part where you truly, truly, truly know who you are. And really, there's never really that time because we're changing, we're evolving, we're reinventing, we're shifting, we're becoming, right? So it's an everyday, everyday discovery. Every day you wake up, you make a new discovery and you still check in to make sure you still want the same thing you wanted yesterday. And it's, you know, I think it's amazing that you say this because even something as little as food, that happens to me. Like I sometimes, and it's so funny, like I eat something and I feel depressed. Like I'm about to eat something and I know that that's not what I want, right? And sometimes I'm asking myself, why am I eating something I don't want? Like why can't I just go make something I want, right? Because it feels like, it doesn't feel like soul food. It doesn't feel like I'm feeding my spirit. It feels like I'm just tossing food in my body. And so I love that you mm-hmm. talk about how you co-create, co-create your reality and the stories that we hold onto, the things that we've picked up, you know, those uh, things that have been fed into our, to our heads from our diaper days, thoughts and habits and, and things that, you know, limit us now that we picked up somewhere, right, from someone, maybe in our family or from the street or from the church or from our association or from community or whatever it is or from just, you know. And so it's important that we check this and we ask ourselves every day, you know, why do I have this story? Why do I feel this way about myself? Why do I? And and so I love that you're sharing this. And I think that this is definitely something I want to listen back to. And I know a lot of um, listeners need to listen to this. And if you're listening to this, you definitely want to share this because this is really, really um, reflective. This is kind of the kind of, you know, the reflection that you have with yourself. So I, um, while you were, you were talking about um, just, having to check yourself and having to make certain decisions and ask yourself what you want and step into that place. Why? And I know that you said this, that a lot of us, you know, people are afraid and we hold into that fear, but what do you think, um, would you say, I, I mean, I know you talked about, what would you say is one of the, the most difficult things or most difficult decision that a woman, like, you know, when it comes to we, accepting our truth and getting naked with ourselves, right, or getting to that place when we realize that we need to rebirth. Why is it that people feel comfortable, right? Why are they comfortable with the status quo? Why are they comfortable with not challenging ideas and ideologies, like you said? Why are we comfortable just where we are, even when we're not happy? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's uh, there's two things come to mind, and is is um, a lot of us as women, we we are women, but we've been trained by mm-hmm. a by a masculine world, a world ruled by masculine ways of doing things, and so many of us now mm-hmm. have control, and so if we, if we can't if we mm-hmm. if we don't know how to surrender control. There are times when mm. there's we don't go into the unknown. We want a lot of times what will keep us is we gotta have we want to have certainty and security and 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 in especially in our relationships. Sometimes in our business when it's when it's time for us to to do. It took me years to t- to take a full leap. And what happens is as you were talking, you know, about the whole the, you know recapping what I was what I what I said is. What, what what happens is sometimes we end up we do everybody doesn't explore change. Most people are conditioned to go to school, get a good job, so you can get married and get a house and go to work every day, and then you rush mm-hmm. to work, and then you come from work and you take care of the kids if you have kids, and then you wake up and you get well, you get the kids to bed, and then you wake up and do it all over again. So a lot of people don't question change and they yeah. resent people who bring change. And so real change, make real truth tellers will make you uncomfortable. But what I would say is be welcome the, the discomfort. Question why does this make me uncomfortable rather than projecting onto that it's them, that's wrong, that well, we're right, they're wrong, my idea is right, they're wrong. And this is why I love uh-huh. sex and money are hot are really places where I, I I've noticed that my clients have a tremendous amount of change because we get stuck in our ideas around love, sex, and money. So what happens? Guess what? Change does come. Change and we, when you talk about reinventing and and rebirth, those things can happen by choice or by force. And many of us wait until mm-hmm. we're forced to do it rather than when we choose mm. to do it. See, choosing to do it 
requires exercising a different kind of muscle. Being forced to do it, yeah, you'll get mm. it, but do you always have to be forced? Do you have to be forced out of the marriage? Do you have to be forced into the marriage? Do you have to be forced <laughs> to, 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 to leave the job and start the business? You know what's the, how, how we get forced to leave the job and start mm-hmm. the business is we get laid off. We attract, we, we create the environment mm-hmm. with our mind because we go to jobs that we hate every day, and then we, cur- we curse about the employer, the management, and all the coworkers that get on our nerves. So what energy are we leaving there? We're not blessing where we're going. And this is why when a woman starts to explore her pleasure, she, you know, when they say mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, we, we take that unhappiness to us in, in, at the job, <laughs> not just a, a mama at home. Mama, go, mama gets up and goes to work. Mm-hmm. And so she, an uh, unhappy mama at work <laughs> makes for a whole bunch of unhappy coworkers. And so we, so, so, sure. so a lot of times it's not, we're, we're not really choosing, it's forced. We, we, and, and so many, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like, you got to get a whipping in order for you to, 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 to listen. No, you don't have to be whipped. You don't have to go through the pain body, the ego mind first. You can go through, I choose mm-hmm. this. I'm choosing this for my life, but that takes a certain mm-hmm. skill set. That's why I only started with the one, two, three formula. Because that's where the real work begins. That, at least for the kind of work that I do, the way that I dive in, I dive into, like you said, the very simple things. This is so amazing. I feel like you know I'm like in church right now, going "Aha, Amen, Amen." That's true <laughs> because you are sharing so much truth, and 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 that's. It's true because we usually are forced. You know, a lot of our transformation has come from having our backs to the wall, right? We don't actually mm-hmm. consciously choose transformation. We don't consciously choose to reinvent. We don't consciously choose to, you know, desire and to figure out what we want and to clear. We always wait till that moment when we have no choice. And that's happened to me. I'm sure that's happened to so many people. It's like, well, yes. the relationship is not working. It's dead. It's dead. You have no choice. You have to leave. Right? It's, it's yes. too late. Oh, you know, the job, like you said, you've been, you know, you've been thrown out of a job. What can you do? Nothing. I have to start my business. But you could have chosen yes. that. Right? You could have, you, you know, there's so many things that we, decisions that we could have made, but we'll wait till we no longer have a choice and we're forced to. So I love that you shared this, and this is definitely another, you know, this is something that people want to listen back to for the holiday for sure. I know we have only two minutes left to go, but, you know, just for the sake, because I know that the work that you do is so much deep work and quite intense. How can the listeners find you? I know that you have something coming up. So just before we wrap up, you know, what's next? What's happening with uh, Latonia? I know there's something juicy <laughs> happening yeah. somewhere in the corner, but, you know, how do well, let, let me, how, what do we, yeah, what are we so, expecting and how do we? So go, go ahead. You can go to, I'm getting ready on January 12th to launch my first book. I'm calling it the Juicy Book. I'm, and tune in to me on Facebook because I'm going to ask my, my, my audience, my community to share with me what name of the book um, do, do we think I should choose. But right now we've been calling it the Juicy Book. That comes out January 12th. On, the, on January 12th, also, the premiere of the new season of Iyanla Fix My Life, which I am a coach on Iyanla Fix My Life. Um, and one of my shows is coming up that same day. I didn't know when I got ready to do the book that it would be it would debut. So that's really juicy. January twelfth is a really juicy day, and people can check into my pro my programs. I have a, a rites of passage program for women that's coming up in two thousand nineteen, and I also have a thirty day program that I do every year at the beginning of the year. Um, the, the Juicy You, which is thirty days of living in your sweet spot. And so you can find all of this on LatanyaTaylor.com. I also have a gift for your listeners at EmergeTransform.info. Um, so I know that's a lot of information. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, for folks. But if you can use my name, you'll get to me, and and you can t- tap into the events that I have for this this book launch on the 12th, and also my programs that are, are launching right behind the book that are all related to Juicy. So get Juicy. Get Juicy. <laughs> Rebirth your Juicy. Well, congratulations and all this. 
Well, congratulations on all of that, and I'm so excited. And I'll have all that information right on the website so people can get the free gift and also, you know, follow up on what's juicy. And if you want to, you know, just connect, click on her name, it will take you straight to her website, and you can find uh, Latonia Taylor and connect with her. Make sure to connect with her on Facebook. I definitely want to, you know, want to see what's happening to the whole Juicy book and, and everything that's happening. And congratulations. And thank you so much for being an amazing guest and sharing with us on how to rebirth our purpose, pleasure, and passion. It's been an amazing time having thank you on the show. Thank you so much. I also have uh, two, um, two books for, for your listeners when the book uh, comes out, so I'll make sure that you get to pick who that is. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Latonia. Thank you so much. And, hey, guys, well, our uh, Till we come back on Friday Radio Special. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. It's unscripted. Out. It's unfiltered. Out. It's uncut. Damn and censored. It's unscripted. with Alex Okorochi.